Hello, this is Adrian Hendricks. And Jerry Hendricks of Say One More Now, Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities dishonoring human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to God and human life than to bypass by ignorance or rejection His salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. The title of today's message is God the Creator. Just about every problem and issue being dealt with in the world today is due to the fact that humans are either unaware or have forgotten that they were created. This lack of knowledge and the deliberate suppression of it has had devastating and far-reaching effects on the state of humanity. It is past time to remember from whence we all came, to take this information to heart, to determine why we are where we are and how we must go forward, irrespective of our national origin. For clarity, we will refer to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia for the definition of creator, which is, the distinctive characteristic of deity as the creator is that he is the cause of the existent universe, cause of its being, not merely of its evolution or present arrangements. Let's begin at Genesis 1. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and was an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, suitable, and pleasant, and he approved it. And God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. And God said, Let there be a firmament, the expanse of the sky in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters below from the waters above. And God made the firmament, the expanse, and separated the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. And God called the firmament heavens, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be collected into one place of standing, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the accumulated waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good, fitting, and admirable, and he approved it. And God said, Let the earth put forth tender vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees yielding fruit, whose seed is in itself, each according to its kind, upon the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which was their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, suitable, and admirable, and he approved it. And there was evening, and there was morning, a third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, And let them be signs and tokens of God's provident care, and to mark seasons, days, and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light, the sun, to rule the day, and the lesser light, the moon, to rule the night. He also made the stars. 
And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, fitting, and pleasant, and he approved it. And there was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly, and swarm with living creatures, and let birds fly over the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters, and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, suitable, and admirable, and he approved it. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creeping things, and wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the wild beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and domestic animals according to their kinds, and everything that creeps upon the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, fitting, and pleasant, and he approved it. God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all of the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. Multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the land and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to all the animals on the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the ground, to everything in which there is the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, suitable, and pleasant. And he approved it completely. And there was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day. According to Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, On the seventh day God rested. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. And God blessed, spoke good of the seventh day, set it apart as his own, and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all his work which he had created and done. Exodus 20.11 tells us why the Sabbath is important. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, that is, set it apart for his purposes. And the eternal value of the Sabbath rest is revealed at Hebrews 4, verses 9 and 10. 
So then, there is still awaiting a full and complete Sabbath rest reserved for the true people of God. For he who has once entered God's rest also has ceased from the weariness and pain of human labors, just as God rested from those labors, peculiarly his own. Genesis chapter 2 verses 4 through 25 still declares the age-old truth about the creation of man and woman. This is the history of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no man to till the ground, but there went up a mist fog, vapor from the land, and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired, good, suitable, and pleasant for food, the tree of life also in the center of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four river heads. The first is named Pishon. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is of high quality. Delium, or pearl, and onyx stone are there. The second river is named Gion. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Cush. The third river is named Hidekel, the Tigris. It is the one flowing east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and guard and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now the Lord God said, It is not good, sufficient, or satisfactory that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper, suitable, adapted, and complementary for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every wild beast and every living creature of the field and every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was its name. And Adam gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the air and to every wild beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper meet, suitable, adapted, or complementary for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and while he slept, he took one of his ribs or a part of his side and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib or part of his side which the Lord God had taken from the man he built up and made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Then Adam said, This creature is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed or ashamed in each other's presence. The Bible also gives us clues as to the identity of our Creator. At 1 Corinthians 15, verses 19 through 22, and verses 45 through 49, 
If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. But now hath Christ been raised from the dead, the first fruits of them that are asleep. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So also it is written, the first man Adam became a living soul, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Howbeit that it is not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, then that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We are reminded at John chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that has been made. At Colossians 1 verses 12 through 20, and chapter 3 verses 4 and 10, we read, Giving thanks unto the Father, who made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who delivered us out of the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have our redemption, the forgiveness of our sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him were all things created, in the heavens and upon the earth, things visible and things invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things have been created through him and unto him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it was the good pleasure of the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell, and through him to reconcile all things unto himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things upon the earth or things in the heavens. And at Colossians chapter 3 verses 4 and 10, when Christ, who is our life, shall be manifested, then shall you also with him be manifested in glory, and have put on the new man, which is being renewed into knowledge after the image of him that created him. Furthermore, we see at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, God, having of old time spoken unto the fathers and the prophets by diverse portions and in diverse manners, has at the end of these days spoken unto us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. And at Revelation chapter 1 verses 5 and 6, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and loosed us from our sins by his blood, and he made us to be a kingdom, to be priests unto his God and Father. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. In closing, it is incumbent upon us all to heed the words of Ecclesiastes 12 verses 1 through 8, to remember our Creator. 
Remember earnestly also your Creator, that you are not your own, but His property now and the days of your youth, before the evil days come or the years draw near when you will say of physical pleasures, I have no enjoyment in them, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, your sight is impaired and the clouds of depression return after the rain of tears. And the day when the keepers of the house, the hands and the arms, tremble, and the strong men, your feet and the knees, bow themselves, and the grinders, your molar teeth, cease because they are few, and those who look out the windows, your eyes are darkened. When the doors, your lips are shut in the streets, and the sound of the grinding of the teeth is low, and one rises up at the voice of a bird and the crowing of a cock, and all the daughters of music, the voice and the ear are brought low. Also when the old are afraid of danger from that which is high, and fears are in the way, and the almond tree, your white hair blooms, and the grasshopper, the little things is a burden, and desire and appetite fail, because man goes to his everlasting home, and the mourners go about the streets or marketplaces. Remember the Creator earnestly now before the silver cord of life is snapped apart or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is broken at the fountain or the wheel is broken at the cistern. The whole circuitry system of blood ceases to function. Then shall the dust out of which God made man's body return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Vapor of vapors, and futility of futility, says the preacher. All is futility, emptiness, falsity, vainglory, and transitoriness. Let us pray. Dear Father, we praise you and thank you that there is nothing about us that is hidden from you. But as your word says at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, all things are naked and laid open before your eyes. But we thank you for that because if there's anyone who can be trusted with that level of intimate knowledge, it is you. You are patient, benevolent, kind, and merciful. Yet at the same time, you are righteous, just, and holy. We worship you for being the only one who knew what would happen if you created us, but you did it anyway because you loved us before we came into existence in the material realm. We acknowledge you made us. You know how all things with us are to be, and we repent for ignoring you, denying you, disobeying you, forgetting you, and keeping others from reaching you in all of the ways we have done, intentionally and without knowing. We thank you for the blessing of Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, according to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, through whom you created us and rescued us from the unthinkable fate of existing without you. Let the words of what we have heard sink deep into our hearts as seeds into fertile soil and take root so that you will receive the fruit you have waited so long for and so richly deserve. Let our lives be filled with deeds which openly prove they are done according to your direction and power, as your Holy Son Jesus said at John chapter 3, verse 21. We thank you for forgiving us by the blood of Jesus and ask you to empower us to share how you delivered each one of us from the hand of the enemy. Let our greatest desire in life be you, for you made each one of us in your great love. It is in the name of Jesus of Nazareth we ask these things, and thank you. Amen. 
we at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for His calling on your life. If you faithfully spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org. Our telephone number in the United States is 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask that you remember, Life is good. God God gives life. God is good.